Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Big day tomorrow. It's election day. You know, I, I, I keep thinking that it's in the future, somewhere down the road, this interim election. And then all of a sudden, I, I looked in the paper yesterday. And, here it is. And, and I thought, my God, it's the day after tomorrow. It's tomorrow now. Yeah. Um, I'm not enthusiastic or, or excited about the elections right now because I don't think uh, there's a lot of choice out there. What do you What do you think? What do you thought? Well, there's not a lot of choice, but you know, I I, I noticed that this election, mm-hmm. you know, I was aware of it and staying on top of it and everything, and you know, I, it was almost like you know the Republicans are always at the last minute doing stuff. The Democrats. Yeah are always out there doing stuff, but the media is always going, oh, don't forget, you know, don't forget to vote. And they forgot to tell us, don't forget to vote. Or did they forget to tell us? <laughs> Were they quiet on this all along because they manipulate the news, they own oh, the yeah. news, so the news... You know, I, I, saw are, an, I saw an ad for a... Uh, it was an anti-Republican candidate ad by some pack somewhere. And not going to oh, mention yeah. the character's name... But it was the strength. It was like, do you want this person to be your whatever? I, I don't know that she was running for judge or something, but uh, she's pro-life. She supports, you know, uh, a, a, abortion. Uh, not she doesn't support abortion. She's anti-abortion. She. They made it sound like she was from outer space. This ad, and all she was was pro-life. And I thought, boy. This is an upside-down world we're living in, you know? Well, pro-life is a big issue right now. And if you've noticed, the political ads are out there that are out there, especially the Democratic ads, you know, they're very key on certain things. And and I'll give them credit for that. Um, But they have women spokespersons. Mm. Uh, Because then I said, they're targeting women on a woman's hot button. Uh, and, you know, that's exactly what they're doing. You have to you have to look at it at face value of what mm. they're doing. But they're also trying to dismantle things. Um, for instance, you know, you see a lot of signs. Republicans do it. Democrats do, do it. You know, you see the signs, big red signs. Well, that's a Republican sign usually. You know, vote yes on so-and-so one or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, you know, or vote, uh, vote no on one and yes on two, and that's a blue sign. What the hell are you voting on? Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you, you, I just I'm amazed at the how they've taken what was once the norm and flipped it 180, and now it's radical. If you are pro-life, you are a radical. If you are, uh, you know, if you're pro-normal, if you're MAGA. You are mm-hmm. a terrorist. I mean, our own president says that. You know. Well, By the way, speaking of terrorists, Bill, the mm-hmm. biggest story of the day has right? got to be what happened around the world and in D.C. this weekend. Did you see what happened in D.C. this weekend? Are you talking about the march? No, it wasn't the march. No, no, march is uh, march is orderly. This was well, not all of them. This was a frigging insurrection for the the real kind of insurrection, the kind where you climb fences and you deface uh, public property and you break things and you throw things. That's an insurrection. And that's what we had 
in D.C. this weekend. It was amazing. And by the way, kudos to the Post for doing a bang-up job covering the insurrection. They did a fabulous job. No, 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 not the Washington Post. They were down the street, right? But they didn't cover it. You didn't see stories on the front page about the massive march and the insurrection. No, no, I'm talking about the New York Post. The New York Post did a great job, but the Washington Post kind of ignored it because it was going against their storyline, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to play just, this is what, I could play lots of cuts, but most of them are filled with obscenities. But uh, here's a cut of protesters as they're trying to climb the, the wall at the White House, the fence at the White House, you know, the big wrought iron railing fence at right, the White House. Right. They were up on the statue at the uh, gate, there are, there are statues on either side of uh, concrete pillars at the gates, and they mm-hmm. were up on the statues of the the Secret Service. Were standing and saying to him, "Don't get, don't jump in, don't come, don't come in," meaning they're going to shoot him. But uh, one wow. of the one of the senators from uh, Utah, Mike Lee, mm-hmm. he he said, "Hey, if those were conservative." There would be, the snipers would already have fired on them. That's how yeah. how bad these guys were. But anyway, here's what it sounded like at the gate. All right, do you hear what they're saying? Yeah, um, Akbar, Alu yeah. Akbar. This was what I was referring to. This is the march I was referring to because yeah, one of the things it that wasn't, he did, but a march is orderly, Bill. This was no, no, a, no. This is chaos. But my point is, what they said beforehand is no Jews allowed. Jews don't go. Yeah, that's exactly well, right. from the river to the sea. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's it's a march, but it was an unorderly march. It was a protest. It was a riot. It was uh, it was all of the above. So, yeah, it was what I was referring to because I thought this is not well, America. It is not America. You know, by the way, they were in New York doing it. They were in Chicago yeah. doing it. And, and a lot of them who were interviewed by the TV crews that were there were from Afghanistan, were from Syria. They yeah. they were here, they were here uh, because of our good grace. You know, we let them in, we protected them. They're here now. They're calling for not just Israel's downfall. No, no, that would be understandable. They're calling for our downfall. They were screaming for our president. They wanted Joe Biden. They wanted Joe Biden. Of course, you know where he was, right? It was the weekend, so you know where he was. Yeah, they, they, they went to the wrong place. They should have gone to Delaware. Yeah, exactly right. They should have gone to Rehoboth Beach because that's yeah, where he was. They would have found him, you know, with gunboats. Uh, if you've ever been to a presidential place, you know, and uh, it's on the beach, trust me, you're thinking, oh, he's out there all, you know, wide open. No, they got gunboats out there, just so you know. Yeah. You know, they do have them out there. I've seen them. I've been to Kenny Bunkport. I know all the hell what they got out there. You know, did you see what happened in Turkey? In Insulik, mm-hmm. Turkey, one of our, our military bases, a big, massive military mm-hmm. base over the weekend. 
it was mobbed and swarmed by protesters who mm-hmm. want to. Who, I mean, I'm amazed at the uh, the control that uh, these people have. Our, our people have because in other countries, if mobs entered military bases like they entered this military base, there would be bodies all over the place. They'd be firing bursts. They were using water cannons. The guys, maybe it was the first shower some of these guys have had in months. You know, they, they, they hey, like Let's it. go do it again. I need, it, I need to get the backside washed. <laughs> yeah, you got some soap over there? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Bill, this was, this was one of the most upsetting weekends. I didn't talk about it too much. Around, I mean, I watched it. I paid attention mm-hmm. to it, and I thought, this can't be what I think it is. And the media just, they are so in the tank for uh, the Democrats. Well, what are they going to do when all hell breaks loose and war breaks out? Because, you know, a lot of interesting things happened over the weekend. That happened. Uh, you've got the fact that Russia, I didn't, I thought they had him, but apparently they fired their first intercontinental ballistic missile from a submarine. Now, why would they need something like that? Well, I'll give you an idea. You know why they would need something like that? Because uh, we have some. One like of that. the U.S. Navy's largest submarines, yep. armed with nuclear missiles, arrived in the Middle East. That's exactly where I was going next, and that is the well. It's it's the beginning of what can and will be World War Three. And the fact that we're touting in every, you know, the two big powers, there's a third big power and some wannabe big powers, and they have nuclear weapons. And that sub doesn't have a little chafe gun on the deck or anything like that. It's got big, bad nuclear missiles on it. And it can submerge, and you don't know where it is, and it can go around, and it can do anything. Why we even surfaced it, I don't know, for them to know. I would have set that thing out there and say, just keep a low profile, but be ready. Well, I agree. I agree. By by talking about it, we see we have a big friggin' mouth. Our, our military, mm-hmm. our government has a big mouth. Mm-hmm. They should keep those things quiet. Why they would say, "Oh, the Ohio class submarine is out in in the Middle East right now." Well, that's wonderful. That's great. Now they know it's there. Maybe they'll target it. Uh, but well, yeah, they'll they'll find ways to you know they they thought they could trace them by bubbles and they can't but I'm sure somewhere somehow some way there is a way to figure out where it is. One of them would be they they pinpointed the place where it it, it surfaced. So now you got a radius. So you have you have a target area. The, you know the you thing know. about that submarine seriously is that it's in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. From that submarine in the Middle East. They can hit any spot in Russia, and in Russia. I mean, not we're not talking about just lobbing them into Iran. They can fire from the middle. That torpedo, I mean, that the submarine can fire their missiles and hit Russia. Yeah. Uh, what is it now? I don't know how active they are. I think it's they're allowed to have. There's a a treaty. Mm. Our subs go beyond the treaty, but we've sealed off something like four or six of the tubes to keep up with the treaty. But, you know, all's fair in love and war. And, you know, all of a sudden, we go to war, those tubes that are shut, they become, I would think, open again. Because 
Who's going to judge I, you then? Yeah, maybe they have tape over the buttons, you know, the fire fire buttons. But, I, I mean, I saw a picture of the submarine, and all of the doors looked, I mean, it, it was a deck of doors, you know, for the missiles. Yeah, I think you can only use 16 or 18 yeah. of them, but either way, you, that's what they use. Now, most of the subs out there have an armament of uh, exactly what they can shoot. Uh, we pretty much have double the capacity, you know, and the capacity well, let's, is let's for see what all it says of here. the... I, I think I have some of the... Uh, uh, it says the Ohio-class got... submarine is not just any naval vessel. It's uh, a class of nuclear-powered submarines operated by the U.S. Navy. The Ohio-class submarine are the largest submarines ever built by the U.S. Navy. They are 560 feet long, 42 mm. feet wide, and displace 18,750 tons when submerged. That's a big, that's like a building, you know. The Ohio-class submarine has nuclear weapons. The 14 Ohio-class ballistic missile submarines carry about half of the United States' active strategic thermonuclear warheads that are capable of erasing a country from the map. Yep. So with one submarine, it'll, it'll erase half, yeah, half of a country's gone. Uh, I mean, that is a big, big submarine. Well, how much of a country does one sub have to erase? You sit there and you look at its 14 major cities and say, hasta la vista, baby, and that's it. It's gone. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. And well, no, don't don't put me in command of a ship. I'm going, hey, I get to say it 14 times. Actually, yeah. And they say 14 missiles, but actually there's more tubes than that, you know, at the ready, but they cannot use them by treaty, and they carry a bigger armament than just those 14. You know, we you just know, we just talked about we just talked about that submarine that's in, that's in the Middle the East. How many others are out there that they don't know about? Maybe that's the well, thing. Maybe they're saying we have one out there. No, actually we probably have 3 or 4 out there, but there's the one we'll talk about. You, well, you know, when a sub when a sub submerges or we go to war, it might be there. But where is it going to go because once that sub goes down. He might have orders, but the commander becomes, he's basically president of the world at that point in time. And he will... Actually, I make, think that has changed. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, Bill. I don't know, but it uh, used I, to be I, that I, way. It used to be that way. As a matter of fact, when they made the movie, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, well, the gosh. one with Gene Hackman. Yeah, I know yeah. which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Crimson, Crimson Tide. When they made that oh, movie, Crimson. when he was underwater... The, and he, if he had no radio contact, mm -hmm. that commander became the president, literally. Right. He, he could decide whether or not to fire. That was the premise of the movie. But since that movie was made, since that time, it's changed. They don't have that authority. I think it's just too friggin' dangerous, you know? Well, you ha there's a structure of command. But either way, when you're at war, uh, all bets are off. And how are you going to stop somebody? Uh, you know, is he going to play to win? Or is he going to go, oh, sorry, against the rules? Donald Trump but was at a speech in Florida on uh, Saturday. He said this. I make this promise to you as president. I will restore peace through strength, and we will prevent, we will stop World War III. I mean, he's confident, absolutely confident, that he will stop World War III. Now, 
it's interesting. Yeah, he says that he can end it in 24 hours, this war, not World War III, but the war against right. Russia and the Ukraine. Zelensky, you know, in a cocky, you know, in a cocky manner, goes, well, you know what? I invite him over here. I'd like to see him do I it. I saw him because, say that, yeah. Yeah, because he's going, because he can't do it. I'm going like, boy, you know, there, there's a, a, a baited uh, thing that uh, you can't win on that one because if he and if he if Trump doesn't go and accept the challenge, ah, uh, yeah, see, he well, can't let me, do let, it. Let me he's ask you a question. He comes over here on bended knees, Zelensky, right, pleading yeah. and begging for more money and more supplies. If we completely shut off that spigot, what happens to uh, that war on the Ukraine? It's over. Yeah. So I think that Zelensky is huffing and puffing, but he's got nothing. As a matter of fact, I oh. got to tell you, Bill, I, I heard someone say over the weekend, in all honesty, that war essentially is over right now. Yeah, it is. I would say it is, but they're, Biden wants to give them more money. They want to keep it going. But, you know, we've got too many hotspots, and right now, Israel has cranked it up. They have cranked it up, and they're not going to throttle down because it's do-or-die time for them because Hamas has made it do-or-die time for them because if they back down, Hamas has been very clear. They want to get rid of the Jews. Now, you're going, well, you know, maybe maybe we, maybe we shouldn't uh, worry so much about that. Let me ask you a question. How many Jews, when they say they're going to get rid of Jews, it's not just the Jews of Israel. It's Jews in general. Oh, yeah. And there are people that, you know, might have some ancestry that's Jew. At what point do you stop killing the Jews? Well, I mean, look at Adolf Hitler. Nobody in the world initially believed what he was doing during World War II. They didn't believe, mm -hmm. you know, for the longest time in this country— People just poo-pooed the fact that there were concentration camps. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk about it. It was like, oh, it's ridiculous. Who would do that? You know, Adolf Hitler would do that. And not only that, his minions would dutifully help him do that. I mean, there were the SS, the Gestapo, all of these people, they did it. They took mm -hmm. innocent women and children, and they did the most heinous things in the world to them. And the world kind of looked away. When I was watching the mob in Washington and around the world, I was thinking, how did these people organize this so quickly? Where, where did they all come from? Is this Antifa? Somebody did say a lot of these people in that crowd were Antifa. They were the instigators, the climb the fencers. Come on, let's go into the White House. That was credited to Antifa. They mixed with the crowd, got them excited, got them riled. But, you know... Um, I'm amazed at how many Jews in this country are surprised. Mm -hmm. they, are, are, they voted, so many Jews are Democrats. They voted for this. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of Democrats, but they're moderate Democrats, and they don't, you know, they just don't believe that this can happen in their party. Well, you know, we got rhinos in the Republican Party. And, I, you know, kind of an off-track thought here, but I was thinking over the weekend because, you know, I get all these stupid emails. I got a new phone, and all of a sudden, contacts I got rid of all showed up again, and I'm having to get rid of everything. And one of the contacts are is that all these people, hello, friend, I need $3 in a hurry today because 
we are going to do this. And I'm going, no, this is the Republican Party. No, this is the Democrat Party, all asking for money. And it's almost like these two parties are just, um, you know, it's it's two different branches of the same coin. good old boy. Huh? It's like a coin. Two sides mm-hmm. to the same coin. It's the exactly. Same coin. Yep. It's the same coin. And your money is going to empower them to keep you under their thumb. It doesn't matter whether it's Republican or Democrat, because this is, you know, this is the real government, the shadow government, the deep state, whatever it is. The Republican Party, that's just a sham for you and I to believe in. The Democrat Party, that's a sham for the other people to believe in. But it's really the people that are pulling the strings what, of that party and not the candidates. What do you think not would have them. happened? See, I, I, I think this was a distinct possibility on Saturday night. I think it came like a, a, a breath away from people climbing that fence or breaking that fence and entering the White House. What do you think would have happened if uh, a couple, three or 4,000 people started to, to uh, race into the White House? Well, what has been proven is, you know, whether you like it or not, the White House can be breached. Now, can't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were on top of the fence. They All they had to do is jump over. So don't be surprised if you see new security and guards going around the White House. And for the, the symbol of the, uh, what they like to call democracy, democracy yeah. you know, uh, that is, we are no longer a free state. When that happens, and we're really not now, I mean, you know, do you, I would rather work from home, or at least I have mm-hmm. uh, um, some sense of security, going out and going to the store anymore. How do oh, you I know, know that some group is not going to show up? And I don't want to live in fear, you know, but that is, and I never thought that. Oh, I, 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 mean, I know the, exactly where you're coming from, Bill. I know I mean, exactly. I, we stay away from crowded places right now. Malls. I got a buddy that listens out in uh, California, and his buddy, we went to school together, Forrest. Hey, hey, Forrest. But I remember when we were young and thinking, we never had a thought about war or any kind of weird thing going on. But today, you got to sit there and go, my God, you know, uh, am I safe, you know, to go do this or that? And, you know, I travel up to the Northeast a lot, and, and I wonder about, you know, could I be driving into a crap storm somewhere that, uh, you know, of something that just was planned that I didn't know about and breaks out? I You know, it's just crazy out here anymore. Well, I, I think that there's a lot to worry about. I think you have every reason to feel the way you feel. I, I feel that way. I mean, I don't go to – I mean, I think twice about going to the supermarket. The supermarket, mm-hmm. for Pete's sakes. You know, I mean, just well, that, that, that is the most common everyday thing, right? But you think there's a crowd of people, and you don't know who's in there. And are they going to try to make a statement? You know, the other thing well, is this. I'm waiting for them. You saw these one bill thing. I, I almost forgot to say this. One thing that I thought of, Bill, was that these protests in the U.S. were coordinated. I Meaning there was one in New York, one in Chicago, yeah. one in Los Angeles, one in Washington, and they all kind of started at the same time, and they all happened, and they all were the same kind of uh, of protest. And I was thinking, what happens if those people had guns? What happens if that well, side decided to have guns and and uh, do an insurrection? Do we have a military 
that would protect the citizenry now? No, uh, we don't. And, you know, there, there's all kinds of calls for gun control. You know, well, that's why we got to have gun control. Well, the, the one thing that would pre- prevent uh, a war from within is the fact that uh, you do have the right to, to bear arms, and, which we do, but they're taking those, those uh, privileges and rights away slowly but surely. They're finding a way to whittle it down. And I don't know that all this gun violence uh, is necessarily because of bad people. There are people that have probably been influenced through sub- subversive means that... Uh, no, I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, were these, were these people uh, programmed to do what they did? We don't know. And, that, and that's conspiracy, and I get that, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want to believe, that's fine, you know. But then again, you know, if, you, uh, if, you're, if you're a turtle and you live with your head inside your shell, mm. you know, stick your head out, out once in a while. Take a look around and see for yourself right. what the hell is This going happened on. over this past weekend. By the way, like I said, mm-hmm. the media, for the most part, ignored it. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to ignore the next one. Right. I think the next one's going to be more violent. It's going to be bigger. And these people, for the, I bet you if you walk through the, the crowd of people in Washington, I'll bet you 50 bucks that at least half were immigrants. Well, I wouldn't have walked through that crowd to begin with because you probably wouldn't survive getting through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, how do they distinguish themselves from others? I don't know. I guess, I guess you have a look about you and... Um, they, they would had, know that they were putting, they were climbing the statues and putting the Palestinian, you know, the head head scarf on yeah. the statues. They were they were putting those uh, head scarfs around the statues, and they were painting all over the statues, "Free Palestine" stuff like that. Nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I think Donald Trump had issued a didn't he issue a a, a law or an executive order ten thousand dollar fine. For yeah. defacing a, a statue, a federal statue. They, oh, but Biden they, would never do that. They That's defaced right. them all. Honest to goodness. Yeah, this. Uh, I, I it's, just, it's sad what's going on in America, and it's hard to even say America anymore without, you know, either hanging your head you down know, in shame or many, laughing. Too many good people died f- for the freedoms that we have. But yeah. these freedoms are being abused by these these protesters. These freedoms are being abused. You know, there's a certain responsibility that goes hand in hand with those freedoms. If you mm-hmm. are a citizen of this country and you love being here, yes, you respect the law, you respect other people's rights, you don't defame uh, public property, you protect our institutions, all those things are real. That's how it's supposed to be. But you also have a responsibility as a citizen to stand up and protect our country. Stand up and protect our country. And and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know whether our country, I'm talking about the citizens now, have the courage, if push came to shove, to stand up to people like that mob that was down in D.C. over the weekend. Do we have the millions of Americans who would say enough? Well, I think we have the millions of Americans, and this is something I thought about over the weekend. I've said it before, too. 
We have the millions of Americans who go, yeah, this this is getting to be, this is really bad. But until you stand up and, and say enough is enough and you're ready to do something about it, shut up and sit down. Just shut up and sit down because... You know, and and watch it, watch it burn all around you. What they and need, and then stand up and take a bow for letting it happen. What they need is someone like a Donald Trump. Now he, I don't, he's he he respects the law, he respects our country. I don't know whether there's ever a point where he would be that guy who would say, we, "We're you know, we we've got to stand up now. So we have to stand up now, or we're going to lose it now." I keep hearing, "Well, we have one more year till the election." We won't we, make it we, another year. We may not be here in a year. I'm surprised we're going to make it until tomorrow, and who knows? All hell could break loose, and we have World War III today. Then well, what the hell? A, what, then what happens? Bill, a lot of people in those in that crowd, in those different cities, those crowds, a lot of those people would have loved to have seen our country collapse, be destroyed. And if that's the case, would they do something dramatic if they had the opportunity? Would they do something heinous if they had the opportunity. Some of those people in that crowd would do it, I guarantee you. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a lot of times things that get floated are floated by the Democrats because the bets are, the odds-on bets are, Trump will win the 2024. Take him off the ballot or not, he's going to win because, and that can't be all Republican voters. That's got to be, you know, middle ground America saying enough is enough. We're going to vote Trump back in because he can, if anyone can fix it, you know, he can fix it. They but, talked They talked about it on ABC, George Stephanopoulos, and uh-huh. a bunch of Dems talked about replacing Biden because they Newsom don't think Biden. what they're thinking. Well, here's, here's what they said. Listen. This is probably going to lead to a lot of Democrats increasing the chatter that Joe Biden should step aside and, and, and make room for another Democrat. And I think the problem that Democrats have is they don't know who that Democrat would be right now. I don't think that uh, people look at Kamala Harris and feel like she is ready to take that step forward. They look across the rest of the party, governors, senators, mayors, House members, and they're struggling to figure out who they could put up if it's not Joe Biden. And so I think the reality is Democrats are probably going to run Joe Biden. Gavin Newsom is not the answer. Trust me. But, you know, and now Fetterman came out and said, you know, he's running for president, but he doesn't have the guts to admit it. But he's saying of a vote for Gavin is a check signed to Trump, which I don't actually agree with that. He's not the answer. But the interesting thing the lady said was that, you know, that they don't have an idea who to run, but they don't think that Kamala's ready yet. Now that was interesting because I don't think she'll ever be ready. Yeah, no, I do. Ready I am with you. Ready yet? Yeah. Which means they need to find a candidate to yeah. Yeah. fill the gap for another four or maybe maybe even eight years, and then in come Kamala. You know, let's get her. Let's give her the time that she needs to. Uh, she hasn't you got. Know, you know, with all due respect, no. she hasn't got uh, the intelligence. I don't want to hear about her credentials. Oh, for, she was a former DA. She was a former this. You know, she was. You know nothing. how you know how smart somebody is by the way they carry themselves in public. And mm-hmm. she, I've never once seen her carry herself with intelligence and and dignity. She's no. she's like it's like watching a high school kid uh, outside the gymnasium giggling. 
You know? Oh, she always giggles. Hey, that one point I was saying before we went into that little thing there is that uh, what the Democrats are now floating about Donald Trump, but I think it would be any, whether it's Republican or not, they're saying, well, you know, uh, when and if Trump wins, we're probably going to have to, and they're saying Trump is already looking at, he's going to have to have the military in place uh, because the left is going to go wild. Well, they are going to go wild because it's a, it's a win or die situation for them. But I guarantee if the left steals it, they better have the military in place because I think at some point in time, if not beforehand, you know, enough is enough. You push so hard, you're going to get the pushback and not just from Hamas. You know, so we've got, we've got hot points all over this country. And if we don't figure out how to fix it real fast, and Joe ain't going to do it, he wants to see it blow up because if it blows up while he's in the White House, well, forget about the election. He stays and, you know, and then we will get Kamala. So getting back to the what we were saying about we don't have a year, and I don't think we do. No, I truly don't, don't think we do. Uh, people say, well, you know, he'll be elected and, and everything will be great. No, they're very much aware. You heard it just now. The Democrats are aware that they're probably going to lose the presidency uh, in 2024, if the election happens. So I don't think they're going to let the election happen. I mean, I no. don't be surprised. I mean, this is, I know this is a conspiracy theory, but you know what they say about conspiracy theories? They're only theories until it really, it really happens. Right. Um, let's say hypothetically, one of these quote riots, one of these marches becomes a riot and there's devastation and maybe injuries and things like that are worse. Uh, will that be enough for military uh, martial law? Will that be enough to say, well, wait a second, our country's on fire. We can't be talking about elections. Let's postpone well, it indefinitely. Let me ask you a question here, you know, because you, you, we're, we're touting the nuclear weapons. You know, because if you get into, you know, a conventional warfare a lot of hardware is going to be lost. A lot of lives are going to be lost. And to what expense? I mean, who's paying for it? We, the people, are paying for it. And that allows things to happen here. So, you know, you get down to the nuclear card. Now, we don't usually fire until we're fired upon. That's the way. But is there a way with a nuclear arsenal, just asking, uh, that you could, you could do a preemptive first strike war? where we could sit there and we be the Avenger going out and tactically take out our competition before anything is ever, you know, in other words, we become the aggressor. Mm. Good. Well, I mean, if we had the information that uh, the other side was going to launch a nuclear weapon at us, we could stage something and say, we could, we could say, well, we have intelligence here. We're getting ready to launch. We had to do a preemptive, so yes, we started the war and we ended it in one fell swoop. Well, you know, I'm I'm, we do I'm, I'm very afraid of uh, Iran right now. I think they have a nuclear weapon. I don't think they they're developing it. That that's that that uh, ship oh, is. I'm that, sure it was gifted. That, to that them. ship has sailed. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. They probably have a bunch of North Korean nuclear weapons in their arsenal. So, who who is it that we have to belly up to the bar with? 
and, uh, you know, turn them into friends? Is it Russia? Is it China? Is it both? Who, well, who would be the person that could sit there and neutralize it? Um, I don't know what you say. Is it Russia? Is it China? I don't think either can be trusted. They're only out no. after their own. I can think you trust I, us? I do think that, and I really believe this is a good thing, I think Trump has a much more open and uh, direct relationship with Putin. I think he could talk to Putin and they could discuss things. And I think I would have a hard time having a conversation with Joe Biden on anything. The guy is just completely out there. I mean, he's, I he's, he's looking for uh, his next ice cream cone. Well, then, you know, you're, you're kind of painting a picture that the only thing that we can really do, Trump, you know, he has a relationship that he could smooth things over, but that's only for a while. So, in other words, if, if war is inevitable, you know, because of all the hate in the world, you know, are we buying time? You know, that's a great question. Bill, I hear people on a regular basis say that 2020 was stolen, and no matter what you may think as an average Joe out there, the president of the United States was and is Donald Trump right now. Now, we laugh at that. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's who? Come on. That's a conspiracy theory. That's nonsense. Don't believe that. That's uh, election denial. But, mm-hmm. but little things like when he went down to, uh, to Atlanta, you know, he had to present himself uh, at the jail. There were 19 cars in his uh, motorcade. There was a SWAT team. There were Secret Service. There were all kinds of protection. They were closing off streets ahead just like he was what? The President, the president. of the United States. Now, well, now, is there a faction out there, Bill? Is there a faction out there now that believes that he is the president? Is he a sleeping president? Is he somebody who's letting all of this happen with Biden and his administration to show the country what will happen if you go in this direction? Because you and I pay attention all the time, Bill. You and I follow mm-hmm. the news, but 95% of the people out there, they're, they're all they're interested in is, you know, uh, what were the, the scores were yesterday, uh, you know, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so, well, I mean, do you think that there's a, if there's a possibility, by the way, could they, could they possibly uh, bring him to the stage and introduce him as the real president before 2024? Well, let's go back to that, uh, that single coin with two sides. All right. Republican Democrat. So, and that's your, that's, that's the government that we know. Perhaps Trump did win, and the certain powers that be recognize him as the true president, which is why all the security, and he is calling shots from the background. He is running to expose the, the head of the snake, that two-sided coin. I, I don't know. I, you know, the, the, it's, it's getting weird and deep here, but, um, but you know, the Democrats, uh, I say Democrats, I shouldn't. I just say uh the powers that be like to take things and twist. Now, let's just say for a, for a second that, you know, he is the president or 
was the president all along, or they come out at the last minute when the election comes up, and it's obvious he's going to win it, and they go, well, actually, it was stolen. He's been the president all along, so he can't have this election. He's already served us. Two, two oh, I, th- I think that there would be a massive changing in the uh, in the articles. I mean, I think that, no, you, you can't say, oops, you're right. He only has a week. He was president. Whoops. I don't think that would happen. But Well, look what they're trying to do with, uh, what is it, uh, the Dems want to uh, replace Cannon? They want her removed as a, as a judge? Oh, of course so they, they do. Could, because they want a liberal judge in there, of course. Sure. Yeah, they want to. They want to. They want to. They well, want to stack the deck in their every, favor. If every other card in their hand is a, is part of a stacked deck, she's right. the outlier. She's the yeah. outlier. Uh, but hey, God bless her. I, I'm, she has courage, and she's doing the right well, thing. She needs. Uh, she needs a, a protection. A coat of yeah, a coat yeah. of armed guards around her because these people will stop and i hate the term these people because i don't like to be one of those persons that sit there and put myself above everybody else you know and and condescending because it says something very very bad about you but that is something that the left does they like to put you down uh, demean you demoralize you do anything they can to put you down so i hate using these people but in this context it's right they love to sit there and be controlling and, you know, and do things like that. And they'll, well, you, they'll stop at nothing. There are some people who believe that the left right now is in panic mode. Okay, they're panicking. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of confidence. They're seeing so much of their narrative collapse around them. They're seeing people realize, wait a second, what's happening in New York is not right. What's happening in D.C. is not fair. What's happening in Atlanta is unlawful. They're seeing all of this, and the left is starting to realize, wait a second, this isn't what we wanted. We wanted to, we wanted to nail Trump. We wanted to, to have the, the crowds applaud what we're doing, but conversely, but, but they're not. They're, they're starting to, to look askance. To, oh, my God, what, what's happening with our country? They're seeing it in a different, in a different light. And, and, and I think they're nervous. I think the left is nervous. I think they're not sure how the, the, this is going to go for them. That's why they're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of Cannon. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Acosta from uh-huh. CNN, you know, he's the guy that president, he was always nail. he was trying to nail Trump. He's a cocky, arrogant SOB, and I'll leave it at that. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he, he truly is. The guy is despicable. And he had Vivek Ramaswamy on presidential candidate. Ramaswamy right. is a lot of things, but I got to tell you something. He, I don't think I've ever heard him in the entire election badmouth Trump. Really? I mean, he runs against Trump, but they share a lot of the same views, and I've never heard him go directly at Trump like, let's say, DeSantis. Listen to how Vivek Ramaswamy handled Jim Acosta on uh, on Saturday. Listen. We have a dual standard of justice in this country. One standard applied. But Trump is using the word hostages. Do you think that they're hostages? For the prior two years. Isn't that irresponsible to call them well, hostages my view is, with what's going on in Israel right now? 
I mean, Jim, let me let me just be really clear about what's irresponsible as it relates to coverage of Donald Trump. And I think that your network and others like you owe some accountability here from the Rush Trump Russia collusion hoax that never was to the Hunter Biden laptop story that was actually real before people before the election were told that it was false. So I think that the real accountability here belongs to the media. And and Acosta was like dumbfounded because he he gave this presidential candidate who's running against Trump the opportunity to badmouth Trump, and he didn't. Oh, my right. God, how do I handle this? That was the left. The, our media, I've never seen it like this in my entire— and I worked in media. You worked in media. I worked in media for 50 years of my life, and mm. I've never seen such uh, a despicable group of news people— when I was in media, the news department, uh, they prided themselves as being neutral and uh, factual. I mean, I can remember up in Boston, one of the one of the slogans on the uh, the Yankee Network, which was a big network in New England back in the in the forties, fifties, and, and sixties. Their slogan was "News first, fast, mm. and factual." First fast and factual. They pride themselves in getting it first, getting it fast, and getting it factual. That was their pride. These clowns we have in news today, forget it. <laughs> forget it. These clowns we have in news right now, no. All they want to do is get it their way. They want you to see it their way. They get press releases from the Democratic Party which say, that, that, that literally give them directions for the day. Four in the morning, these letters will al- arrive in newsrooms and at uh, political influences inboxes, and these, these emails will essentially give them talking points. That's why you can watch all these different newscasts and all these different networks saying the same words. The same words! You think, how can that be? Is that a coincidence that all these people use the same phrases every day? No, it's because the DNC sends them memos. Here are your walking, your walking orders for today. Follow these orders. Say this line over and over again. It was sort of like Russia back in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it is, uh, we, live in, we live in desperate times, folks, desperate times. I don't know where we're going, Bill. I don't, again, getting back to what we were talking about a little while ago, I pray to God we have a 2024 election. I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to make it. I, well, something's going to happen. Earlier in the show, I mentioned I saw a lot of write-in candidates, and it seems to be going on all over the place. Maybe I didn't mention it. I was just talking about the elections tomorrow. And there's not been a lot of coverage about it, and maybe that's why there's write-in candidates. They kind of wanted to to smooth it over so they could put certain key things on the ballot and get it in there, get certain key people in. I live in a very conservative area, but the Democrats are hitting it strong. This is a stronghold for conservatism, and yet they're attacking it because if they take down Luzerne County, they they got something pretty big. And I found it interesting that a lot of people that are running found it necessary to to be write-in candidates, which it's hard to win as a write-in because there's always a reason to throw out the vote. Well, it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow goes, but I, I have to tell you, I, I, I still see 
the same people who held the keys to the tabulation in 22 and 20 are still there in 23. So do I have any, any optimism for tomorrow's votes? No. I think that it's going to go in the way of the Democrats. It, no, it, mind you, to the, the observer on the outside, it shouldn't. Everything mm-hmm. that the Democrats have touched over the last three years has turned to caca. Okay, it's turned Whoa. to it's turned to doo doo. All right, it is turned terrible uh, over the last three years. They have no track record. We have no oil reserve. Uh, we're not generating our own oil product anymore. We're relying on our enemies to give us oil. All they have to do, by the way, in the Middle East, you know, they see these protests in Turkey and stuff like that and Syria. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is say, "Yeah, we're shutting you off, America. Everything. We're shutting you off." See what happens to our our economy then. See what happens to the prices of gasoline then. It's going to go through the friggin' roof. It's going to if you think it's high now, can you imagine if the Middle East sh- shuts off our oil? Now what? We're getting our oil from let's see, uh Venezuela and maybe some product from uh Russia. Although uh, those are big fans of the US. <laughs> those are massive fans of our country. So what the heck is going to happen? We have this clown in the White House who has welcomed all of these insurgents into our country. I saw a story. They're, they're, one of the articles talked about how it is so reckless and uh, lawless at the border right now that mm-hmm. some of the cartels are, have literally cut holes in the brand-new wall that uh, was put up. They've cut holes. I guess I don't. I don't know how you cut through that that uh, wall. It was massive, but maybe they used explosives. How would you know? You know. Well, the point is, how would they have the time to do it unless nobody's guarding the fort? And of course, the person that controls who does and doesn't guard is Joe Biden. He doesn't care. And you know, let's say hypothetically that Joe, you know, he's not really. Let's say he's naive. Let's say Joe is naive. I want everybody to come peacefully into our country. Okay, now all of a sudden, let's say hypothetically, there's a war in the Middle East, and it occurs to him, oh, maybe there's insurgents for real coming into our country. Maybe there are terrorists really coming into our country. We'll seal it like a drum. No, mm-hmm. he, he hasn't done that. He's seen the war in the Middle East. He sees the protests by the the Middle Easterners in our country who are calling for our downfall. He sees this. He does nothing at the border. It stays the same. It's the same. Just keep it open and keep them coming. I'm sorry. In my estimation, that's the action of a traitor. Now, you can say, oh, how can he say? No, a traitor is somebody who doesn't defend his country. A traitor is somebody who thinks about himself and makes himself rich at the, uh, you know, at the, to, the, to the detriment of his country, which is what Biden and his family have done. No one is, to this day, people seem surprised. He made uh, $150,000 a year, and he's a multimillionaire. How'd that happen? He never had a real job in his life, never owned a business, never had a construction company or hotels or nothing like that. Nope, nope. All Joe did is send Hunter over there with his pals to China, and they came back with large satchels of cash. 
well, that's okay, you know. That's how it's, it's Joe. It's just Joe and his family. You know, and the other reason why, I want you to think about this. I thought about this over the weekend. If you see politicians in Washington hesitant about going after Biden and his family, ask yourself, what why? do they have to hide? You know, are they doing the exact same thing that that Joe and his family did? Nobody talks about that. Do we have senators in our Senate right now who are hesitant because they have used their their position to make their family rich too? Are they afraid that if Joe falls, it'll be the first domino to fall? Well, the biggest mistake that they ever made, the, the, the founders of this nation, was no term limits. We have to have term limits because... It gives you the power and the right to get in there and become very corrupt and steal. And that's what they're doing. They're thieves. We are electing thieves. They may not be thieves when they get there, but they quickly get, oh, welcome to the family. Let's uh, have a private talk. Okay. Oh, gonna- tell you what, let's have uh, lunch and we'll talk. I'll introduce you to some people in town. We'll talk about some opportunities you may not be aware of, and it'll be fun. You'll learn some interesting things. You know, or, or they'll find out something about you. Maybe you got uh, weak moral values. And uh, would you like to meet Heidi? She's going to show you around. <laughs> yes, yes, she'll you show know, you around. <laughs> you know, Don, uh, Chris Christie, here, Chris, here's a bag of donuts. You know, <laughs> it's true. It does, but you know, they're going to find your weakness. So just remember 364 days until. The presidential election. You have to ask yourself. Yeah, hold your breath for that too. I know. Uh, yeah. Will we make it? <laughs> yeah, but you every to, day is a miracle right now. You have to ask yourself why so many people. Why do they hate Trump so much? Why do they? These are the same people who, by the way, ten years ago, were kissing his gluteus maximus for money. I mean, mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer used to go into Trump's office hat in hand asking for donations for his his campaign. And you know Trump gave him money. Trump mm-hmm. gave him money. He, you know, he, Trump his 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 uh, logic was you give them all a little money and they all feel beholding to you. You know, give them give the left some money, give he the right some money. He was wrong about that. He was wrong about that. They don't well, care. He I think he was naive like a lot of people are. I think well, look at look at these guys. I was reading about a billionaire who just mm-hmm. real you know Harvard has had these anti uh, Jewish protests and Brown mm-hmm. has had these anti Jewish protests so finally right. one of the Jewish billionaires who gives millions and millions of dollars to Harvard said you're you're cut off that's it no more for you no soup for you <laughs> that's it you're done you're on diet now you're on financial diet you get no more money you go you go now and what you know, and Harvard seems surprised, surprised that he would cut us off like that. I mean, just because we allow allow our students free speech, no, no, you encourage it and promote it. There's a difference. There's a difference. You don't speak about it. You know, you these these heads of these universities, they're the first to come out and go after conservatives. They're the first mm-hmm. to go out and go after pro lifers. They're the first to go out and go after people who don't believe. Uh, in the LGBT plus community, they they have different points of view. They go after them, but you know, when pro Hamas people decide to uh, demonstrate on their campus and take it over, not a problem, not a problem. And then, so what happens when a Jewish billionaire says, "Now nah, you're done"? There are a lot of law firms, by the way, who are saying to prospective, uh, you know, uh, candidates for the jobs in their firm. If you if you're protesting against uh, Israel right now, 
uh, you can forget working for our law firm. You're done. You're done. Because a lot of the biggest law firms in New York and Chicago mm-hmm. and in uh, Los Angeles are, are Jewish law firms. Big, right. Jewish, successful, solid law firms making millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. they don't need to have you in the office. No, they don't. Unfortunately, they're going to get they're going to get nailed for that. I mean, that was like uh, in radio broadcast. Now you could do it uh, like if if you were a Christian organization, you couldn't you couldn't sit there and say, "I'm sorry, but we need an engineer that's a Christian. We need an announcer that's a Christian." That was uh, considered mm, different. Not freedom of Diff- yeah. The, the difference is that a, a law firm is a private business. It's a it's a professional. Yeah, it's not federally licensed. Yeah, right. In a radio station, TV station, they were owned by the, they were licensed by the government. You had to follow the government rules. A law firm doesn't. Law firm can say, "Nah, we're not going to hire any uh, protester." All the law firm has to say is, "Now, forget being a protester against Jewish people. They're protesting against our country. We don't. Yeah, it's we, illegal. Yeah, we can't have anybody that's uh, involved in illegal activity." Right. But, you know, somebody, you know, um, the liberal mm-hmm. like to dance around the laws. So they'll, they'll take issue with it and say, oh, we can dance around this. But they have judges in places that will help them dance around it, too. And that's the problem. And that hence Cannon, going back to her, you know, where they want to take her out. Because she is the one thing that's dividing them from rewriting the law. Yeah, and reinterpreting the law—that's what they do. They and they'll interpret that law, whichever way suits them. So it could it could change in the wind. You know, Bill. Up until this weekend, when I heard, you know, when we talked about these different terror cells in the country possibly being activated and attacking us, mm-hmm. I thought uh, maybe that's just a, a figment of our imagination. Maybe it's not going to happen, but. The way these spontaneous, massive demonstrations slash riots happened over the weekend uh, mm-hmm. made me think, no, it can happen in a snap of a finger. In a snap yeah. of a finger. Nobody talked about it last Friday. Nobody talked about it last Thursday. Nobody said <laughs> it was going to be uh, uh, something to watch out for this weekend. It just happened like a but wildfire. But did they know about it? Did they know about it? Well, that's what I mean. We should have known about it. We should have known. You know, I mean, how do you... How do you get the word out to millions of protesters that this is going to happen and keep it away so from the media? So somebody knew in the media, but they didn't do anything. Absolutely. Hey, we'll so that's what I'm saying. You know, somebody wasn't doing the job that they're supposed Well, maybe they were doing the job they were supposed to do. So who knows? Anyway. Now, things to look out for today. Uh, I, I, I don't know whether there's going to be any, uh, you know, People, talk, you know, politicians are great at talking about stuff, complaining. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And the, the, the latest thing is they're going to have the Bidens on the stand to testify in front of Congress this week. Mm-hmm. So that's the latest thing. I, I'll believe it when I see it. All Biden has to say is, uh, I'm the president. You can't do that. You know? And, yeah. He'll dance. He'll dance. Well, he'll tiptoe around it. He can do that, like you said. And also, you got to wonder with what's happening in the Middle East, uh, what, what will it be like one week from today? I have no idea. Wow. That's scary. That really is scary. Yeah. That really is scary. I have no idea. 
I have no idea. One week from today, that's that that could be a year from now. As it's far a as lifetime. Yep. I yep. don't even know with everything that's going on, that sub, the 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 ballistic missile test, everything, the hot button Israel right now going in. Um, I don't know what if if uh, if we're going to wake up tomorrow because once something ignites. And, you know, if somebody hits the button, the red button where the nukes fly. Yeah, we're done. Tomorrow may never come. Well, speaking of being done, if you want to reach us, you can call us 833-538-7868. Boy, it's kind of a downer show today. We don't mean it to be that way, but the news is so, so oppressive and depressing. Yes, it is. It's like, ay, ay, ay. I have to tell you, I think a lot of people felt this way, but on Sunday, you just want to get away just for a little bit, just to breathe. I worked on my lawn tractor yesterday. I took off the mower deck on my lawn tractor, and I put on my snow plow, and I thought, I can do this. I used to do this when I was much younger, and no problem at all, and I did it. I did it. it the mm-hmm. job that used to take me like an hour and a half took me like three and a half hours to do. <laughs> things happen when you get older and now oh, yeah. I have all these aches and pains. Uh, I'm wearing one of those braces because of carpal tunnels. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. ay, 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 you know, this getting old stuff isn't for sissies, you know, uh, 833-538-7868, the number 833-538-7868. Mail it. It's another day.com. Mail it. Jim and bill.com and Jim and bill at mail dot Come. Now, with the grace of God, we'll be back tomorrow, but <laughs> who knows, right? Uh, but until then, you have those words that we actually get requests from around the world for Bill to say it, because he says it in so many interesting ways, but it always comes out the same way. You know what I'm saying? He, mm. You have a different, every day, it's a different feel to how you say your ending. Yes, by request for Steve in Yuma, Arizona. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com, and this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot, seems like a lot to us too, but it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>